All right, so here we are for another episode of the Comics Dispatch. My name is Andy. And I'm Daniel. And we bring you the, you know, weekly comic book news every week, week in, week out, rain or shine, good news, bad news, um, wet or dry. I don't think we're the USPS. <laughs> Thank goodness, because I would probably kill myself. Um, no offense to people who who work for them, but uh, I think your jobs are about to go on a hiatus, if I'm not mistaken. Not to mention your motto sucks. Yeah, and your and your service, by the way. You guys, you guys, your company needs a facelift. Um, you can email us, Andy at comicattack.net or Daniel at comicattack.net. Find us on Twitter at comicattack and Facebook comicattack. Was- was this just so we know that they actually hear it? <laughs> yes. Also, just so people, you know, maybe they want to follow us. Maybe they, maybe they want to hear what we have to say. Maybe. maybe. Our, our special guest today is Jimmy Palmiotti, so we'll be speaking to him very shortly. And check out the site. We have a contest going on right now all throughout the month of July. Uh, it's the Blue Spirit Contest, which is a, this awesome new book coming from com.x which is the indie publisher. Um, actually, they're a major publisher over in England, but I guess over here you'd consider them kind of indie. But we're giving away a signed print, an Ashcan version of the book, a version of the book, and a poster. So definitely check that out, Blue Spear. Just type it in, all one word, into the search bar, and you should come to the contest and participate. All you have to do is comment on the article. That's it, and you're in. So, so Daniel, anything special happened to you this week? Um... By the time you guys hear this, it will be my birthday. It, well, it, Happy birthday? Well, well, I guess it will have been my birthday. Already 26? Yep. Wow, it's getting up there. You sound like you're in like a, uh, like a middle of like a tornado storm. I am in the middle of a tornado storm. My birthday present was this awesome fan. <laughs> it's got a remote control and everything. I didn't know you needed a remote control to operate a fan, but apparently you do. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Did you just turn it off? Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> I turned I it off you... without moving the eight feet that I would require to move to it. <laughs> it's like a clapper, only more efficient. You know, you know what I was thinking about? How much, What's that? How much I enjoyed last week's podcast. That was fun. It was fun. I'm not saying I'm not enjoying this one, but last week's was I'm... fun. I don't know. I'm not enjoying this one as I had to get up earlier than anticipated on a Saturday. Yeah, we are recording this at 8 a.m. I woke up at 7.15. This is awful. And I have to go to work. <laughs> I have to work both jobs. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, today, actually, and by the time you listen to this, it will already have been completed. You, we're living in the past, people. But by the time you listen to this, we will have had a signing with Mark Sable. The writer and creator of Graveyard of Empires, um, which came out from Image about I don't know about a month ago now I think. I don't think it's been that long. About three weeks. Yeah, yeah maybe. but you can check out the other podcast, uh, Tales from the Water Cooler. They reviewed it. But stay here first. Don't go there yet. Don't go. <laughs> Decapitated Dan's just gonna make you feel bad about he yourself. He will. He hates everything. Unless unless it has a zombie in it and it. Only like twenty people read the series. He he uh, he'll hate it. That's that's kind of Dan's mm. mo. 
but we love him. So he must have loved Infestation. You know, okay, except for Infestation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many people enjoyed that. Uh, no, Dan's a good guy, though. He knows his shit, for the most part. Um, so Comic-Con's coming up. We'll be there. If, we're going to do a special thing. If you see Daniel and I on the floor, nobody knows what we look like, so I feel confident that this contest won't really have any winners. But if you see Daniel and I on the floor at Comic-Con, we will give you something. I will say this. I have a Some, press pass. Something so, of worth. Yeah, we will <laughs> give you something. I don't want to say what it is, but it's cool. It has to do with comics. How's that for a hint? At Comic-Con. At Comic-Con. You're kidding. <laughs> yes. I'll t- okay, I'll give you a hint. It's headshots of me. Well, that's just what everybody wants. <laughs> it's not headshots of me. You know, you're going to have a stalker that's going to show up there. Yeah. I know. I, I, I hope to have that. I, I could only be so lucky. No, but seriously, if you do see us, we will give you something. So keep your eye out for us. Google us. Find out what we look like. I think you can find a picture of me. I don't know about you, Daniel. You, you... I tried to hide myself pretty well. Yeah, I think you'll be incognito. Um, but all right, so let's talk some news. News and reviews that'll make you lose your brown shoes. As long as they're not dancing in France with no pants. <laughs> all right, so Thor, the sequel has been announced. Uh, it will be July 26th, 2013, according to Deadline. Director Kenneth Branagh will not be helming the project, but he may be on as a producer. Don Payne, uh, who is one of the credited writers of the first film, will be writing the sequel. He wrote Fantastic Four, right? I don't know if he wrote it by himself, but he's also credited on Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Yikes! Um, But Thor sequel, that is on the way. Now, July 26th, a tentative deadline, right? Tentative date. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed. It's the rumored release. But Newsarama reported it. This site's deadline reported it. Another site reported it. So, But they all could be wrong. It's happened before. But I'm sure it is 2013 regardless. Um, yeah. The same year, Iron Man 3 is hitting May on May 3rd, 2013. So already that's two from Marvel. Um, next year, obviously, is Avengers. Will, will there be a Cap sequel in X-Men 6? Most likely. You know, they should really space these out better. Like, one come out in the summer, one come out at Christmas time. Yeah, but that's such a shittier market. You know? I don't think so. I mean, you, you, you release it on Thanksgiving weekend. And you release one at the beginning of the summer. Yeah, I don't really know, like, the movie industry and how that works. I just always assumed that it was, like, you know, summer blockbuster. Bam, got to be out. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I think, I haven't seen Thor, so I can't comment on whether or not I think it deserves a sequel. I don't think Iron Man deserves number three. I'm sorry. I I think Iron Man's done. It depends on where they go with it. If they go with the Mandarin, I can totally see it. Is that the supposed villain? Um, I would hope so. Because I'm tired of these second-class villains. Yeah. But then Iron Man only has one real good villain. Mandarin? Yeah. 
Well, the Ra's al Ghul of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but are you reading Invincible Iron Man Fear Itself? Yeah. That is the best Fear Itself tie-in, without a doubt. I think. See, I like one of those, uh, the Fear Itself, the home front. And I only like the Speedball story. All right, well, that's good, too. But, I mean, because that one's like getting into his head, you know, kind of thing. I like yeah. how Invincible Iron Man, it's actually kind of scary because all these innocent people are dying horrible, horrible deaths. Yeah, and um, how it pushes Tony to start drinking. And yeah, everything. like, it's it's good. The worst one is Youth in Revolt. That is just awful. Why is that made? Thor Girl? No, 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 no. Youth in Revolt is not the worst one. Fearsome 4 is. Okay, good point, good point. <laughs> I can at least stand Youth and Revolt, even if it has Thor Girl. That is just... You can't have two first names... Or, I mean, a first name, you know, before the name girl. Word girl. Does not work. Brian girl. Thor girl. (laughs) It's stupid. Who is that character? Where did she come from? Who created her? Wasn't... I think she was in the initiative, wasn't she? Oh, see, I didn't read all that stuff. I only read it because I was trying to get to the initiative disassemble. Fair enough. Which was awesome, by the way. Yeah, I got to go back and read all that stuff. That was when I was on my brief comic hiatus in high school or college. Um, So, two movie sequels have been announced. There you go. Um, Now, DC... First, it was rumored that a Green Lantern movie sequel was going to happen, and then everything kind of backtracked, and it's like, no, it's maybe going to happen. So maybe there will be a Green Lantern sequel. Uh, the, the reason for the backtrack is theory that audiences are tired of superhero movies, and they are not going to do any more B-list character films, which I th- both of those statements are just whack, because maybe the movie was just shitty. When when has Green Lantern been on the B list? I mean, he, he's not one of the super A listers like Spider Man, Superman, Batman. But as far as the power goes, he's always been an A lister. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think Green Lantern is kind of like on the cusp of A list DC, especially given recent history. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he has the history going for him. Why is he being considered a B-lister? That, that's beyond Yeah, and you stupidity. saw the movie, right? Do you think it deserves yeah. a sequel? No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not if they're going to have the same people working on it. Do you think it. it deserves a re-release director's cut? From what I've heard, they've actually cut out a whole lot of the movie, so yes. Yeah. And so, would you rather have that instead of a sequel? I would rather them not kill Parallax and then see Sinestro put on a yellow ring. Right. Okay. Because that doesn't make any sense. How How is he able to do that? I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it. It was just kind of out of the blue though, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know enough about Green Lantern. If you kill the entity, nobody can exist in that ring's color. Oh, yeah. Good point. They killed... Oh, yeah. I forgot about all that stuff that's going on right now. I gotta find the entities. It's crazy. They killed Parallax, or did they just yeah. beat him? 
They they threw him into like the sun. But maybe he's not dead. Okay, maybe he's not. I mean, because oftentimes people survive being thrown. Jean into the Grey, sun. homie. Jean Grey. Jean Grey doesn't count because she dies all the she time. Th- though Wolverine was almost thrown into the sun. Once again, that doesn't count. That's Wolverine. They can't afford to lose him. That is true. They cannot afford to lose Wolverine. They- then what will we do without those 20 Wolverine tie-in There's books? There's not that many. Come on. Everyone says that. Everyone's okay. like, oh, Wolverine's in everything. Oh, Wolverine. He's always in every comic book. I'm sick of that. How does he do that? He's just a guy. Wolverine. Like, come on. Every- Spider-Man's in every fucking comic book. Batman's in every fucking comic book. Nobody gives a shit about them. But Wolverine, watch out, people. People love to hate Wolverine. I actually enjoy Wolverine. You know, he's one of my favorite characters. I just dog on him because it's funny to see, like, Bendis. I love the the stuff he says. Like, yeah, I'm on two Avengers team and X-Men. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, but, I mean, he's like, <laughs> I also don't understand the, the comic fans, like, thought that, you know, every single comic that's out has to happen at the exact same time. It's like, hello, like, books come out late. Like, it's impossible to do it like that. It's just kind of like, you know, in a, in a, an assumed continuity that's going on, that everything kind of happens within, you know, a week or like a month or whatever in relation to each other. You know what I mean? I feel like people get yeah. hung up on What What they need to do is take the story arcs, get a calendar, and start writing down where they think these places things take place a uh, story arc that takes six issues may only be actually two days in comic book time yeah but i mean who, you can kind of figure that out on your own right i mean you would think you don't need to like i hate it when people are like where where does astonishing x-men take place how does that it doesn't make any sense you know astonishing x-men is it's not even going on with you know all the utopia stuff blah 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm like it's like are you fucking reading anything else like it's impossible to do that <laughs> Well, the solution yeah. is to cut back on titles, I guess. But that's not going to happen. Let's be realistic. By the way... I actually enjoy Astonishing well, I'm not saying I don't like it. Um, I just found an awesome shirt online. It is Jesus as Luke Skywalker, and his lightsaber is a cross. <laughs> now that is new. And the Jesus depiction, like his face, it's like that, like... You know that picture you see in dollar stores where he's like, it's like his heart, and he's like, you know, got his palms turned up, and his his head is like turned to the side. That's yeah. that's the visage they're using. See, I'm wondering, does decapitated Dan enjoy the book Jesus Hates Zombies? I don't know. We should we should send him an email. Send him an email right now. Bust up, bust out that Gmail and shoot Dan an email. Ooh. I'm a poet. Who are we sending this to at the water cooler? Is it Aaron? Yeah. Aaron at comicattack.net. And even if you don't know Aaron, just email him anyway. Tell him tell him he's a good guy. Say you're impressed with his pressed pants. Tell him how many cons you've been to. Yeah. He'll be envious. If you've been to one, you've already beat him out. So, 
Um, all right. So moving on. New Thundercats cartoon is set to premiere on Cartoon Network Friday, July 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So for all you West Coasters who are on real time like Daniel and I, that's 5 p.m. for you. Um, the actual series is going to be beginning then on August 5th. Uh, it'll be every Friday at 8.30. So the premiere is on Friday, July 29th at 8 o'clock, but then beginning August 5th, it's going to be at 8.30. So all you hoes out there who want to watch some Thundercats, you're, you're, getting, a re- you're getting a reboot. Lucky you. I actually never watched Thundercats. It was slightly before my time, so I'd have to assume it was slightly before yours as well, considering I'm older than you a little bit. I've seen it. I wasn't a fan. See, I feel like... It, it's mutated cats. Yeah, that's so cool. What's, you like turtles. I like turtles, but that's mutated reptiles. Oh, that's silly. You're being silly. No, I don't like cats. Cats are lazy. But ultimately, animals. it's mutated animals. So they're like the, they're in the same genre. I think I didn't like Thundercats because I was such a big Turtles fan, um, and I was just like a kid, and I was like, oh, I don't need to watch this. I'm already watching Turtles. But now I think I would like to watch the old Thundercats, but that's not going to happen because I'm not about to spend you know eighty million dollars on the box set. But I would give Thundercats a chance now. All I've read though, like, is how like. Have you heard about this stuff? Like how there's like all these sexual innuendos throughout the whole series? Yeah. I've seen some clips that point things out and they're pretty hilarious. So so Thundercats is back. Okay, uh, back to movie news. We should have reported this actually before this, but whatever. Anne Hathaway will dress as Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises. So she's not just playing Selina Kyle. She will be dressed as Catwoman. And rumor has it that she will be um, she will be doing the Darwin Cook costume design, which is from the Ed Brubaker run from a few years ago, which I think has been more or less perfected by what's his name, Adam Hughes. But yeah, it's the best cat-looking suit, and it's going to be skin-tight like latex. And who doesn't want to see Anne Hathaway? But did that? you did you read that article? Yeah, mm-hmm. from Hollywood Life. It's, quote. They spoke with an insider on the film's costume design who had this to say about it. Uh, quote, Anne's outfit is more tactical, like the comic book, than the previous Batman movies. She will definitely be wearing the goggles, and it's going to be less sexy than Halle Berry and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman costumes. She's going to look more like a robber. So yeah, that's like the Darwin Cook design. I don't care. She'll still look oh, hot. Oh, yeah, in. without a doubt. I mean, remember, we already talked about this, right? The hottest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Although, I guess this opens up the discussion over who's the hottest Michelle Catwoman. Pfeiffer. Sorry. She may. She, I'm gonna... she. It's because of her that I stopped thinking girls had cooties. I'm gonna go with Anne Hathaway. But she's not even out even yet. In. Oh come on. Exactly. I. I. It, she may not be out in it, but I guarantee you, you'll probably be reversing your opinion. I don't know. If she's if she's gonna be wearing like the super spy goggled outfit, you're gonna be like, yeah. Okay, I, I do. My I do like that, that costume, so but it's hot. just like what what <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer did for my childhood. What Anne Hathaway did for my pubescence. <laughs> it's it's just it's unparalleled. 
I remember I saw that movie with my grandma. Have you seen Havoc? The movie no. Havoc. Okay. If you've seen that movie, that's when you'll understand why I think she'll be the perfect Catwoman. Oh. Yeah. She she likes to tease the boys a little bit. Fan service. Fan service. All right, I can get behind that. Oh, get it? <laughs> hey. <laughs> that was so. A good one. All right. Well, yeah. So there's Anne Hathaway. Um, I, I think she's gonna be hot without a doubt. But uh, I don't know if she's gonna be hotter than Michelle Pfeiffer. But I'll give her. I'll give her a chance. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer is aged very gracefully. Most. I just saw a picture of her the other day. Women do more often than not. I think. I'm not sure if that's a Botox well, thing. If if it is, then it's usually on the not side. Because <laughs> yeah. it looks like a fucking weird creature. See, Michelle Pfeiffer was in one of my favorite movies, Dangerous Minds, back Ooh. in the day. With uh, Coolio's theme song. That was right after Batman Returns, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a year or two after, I yeah. think. Um, all right. This was a cool article that Newsarama ran, and I hate narking, just like rereading articles, oh, blah, blah, blah. But I thought this was pretty informative. Did you read this? The, the yeah. miss? Yeah, I read this at work yesterday, right after I finished reading X23. Yeah, the 12. 10 myths surrounding Flashpoint. Oh, no, wait, sorry. No, the 10 myths surrounding the new DC universe, which is, I guess, being called the DCNU, DC New Universe. Um, these myths were great so we're just going to kind of run through them all and talk about them again this was reported or written originally on Newsarama I don't know who wrote it I don't see an author credit but all right, number 10 these are myths mind you the myth everything goes back to normal after flashpoints apparently that's not the case right? yeah which is good. Uh, I'm liking Flashpoint. I know I dogged on it like crazy, but right now I think it's the better event between the big two. Yeah, they're, they're calling it a brand new timeline for DC. Um, so the myth is that everything will return to normal, but it's not going to. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. I don't, I don't understand why they used Age of Apocalypse as a reference, though, in this article. Because Age of Apocalypse did have ramifications in the Marvel Universe. Like, Dark Beast is a prominent character right now. In Uncanny X-Force, they've returned to Age of Apocalypse. Like, it's, it's relevant. It's never really gone away. Like, that Sabretooth character from AOA has been around forever. Blink has been around. You know what I mean? So, I don't know why... Sugar Man yeah, just exactly. showed up again. So I don't know why they use that. I mean, if anything, they should use that as a reference, you know, to prove, to bust this myth. But they used it in counter-reference. I don't understand that. But... Maybe they don't understand everything that's going on in the Marvel Universe. Remember, these are reporters, not fans. These are fans. It's Newsarama. I'm just saying, if he, if he knew that, then they would understand that there's... Dark Beast has been a prominent character for, what, the past three, four years Since, now? Yeah, Endangered Species, they really brought him back. So, I don't but, know. Uh, all right, so Flashpoint is sticking around, which I think is good. That I don't think that universe should go away. And I'm actually getting that from customers, too. I'm like, are you reading F- Flashpoint? Oh, you should check out this tie-in. And they're like, no, why would I read it if it's all going to be reset? Which I get that point, but it just it never made sense to me that they would just reset everything. Like, why do – like, there's no point. I guess I got a feeling it's kind of good. 
right? You cut out there. What'd but you this say? is that Flashpoint is DC's ultimate universe, basically. Yeah, I I actually said that to my brother yesterday that it feels like DC is rebooting their entire line into an ultimate universe, which is yeah. pretty cool. So Flashpoint is sticking around. Uh, myth number nine: Flashpoint characters don't matter. Well. Since we just kind of, you know, they just did the last one, Flashpoints, you know, will have relevance. So will this. And they mentioned, like, these lame kind of characters who, like, carry over. This character, Mind Warp. Who, who, what is she in in Flashpoints, you know? Um, maybe World? I don't know. Maybe she hasn't appeared yet. She could be in the Secret Seven. I mean, I I was kind of lost on everything that was going on. I read every Flashpoint book, and I don't know who this character is, but... Maybe I just can't remember, but she will be in it because she will be in Justice League's uh, Dark Number One, which comes out in September. Element Woman will be in there again. I don't know who either. I don't remember any of these characters. Oh well, whatever. So yeah, there will be characters that will carry over. The one, if there is only one Flashpoint character you want to see carry over, who would it be? Um, I like the new General Adam. Yeah. I, I know Captain Adam's coming back as regular aged Nathaniel Adam, but this new one is more of a badass than uh, what's his name was. Um, the other guy—I don't know his name, but I like Captain Adam. Yeah, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, in the main DCU, before the Flashpoint stuff, there was—I can't remember his name—but the general that was there was just like, "Yeah, we should do this, do that." No, General General Adam in the Flashpoint universe is like, yeah, we're gonna shoot first, then we'll, then we'll ask the question later, uh, or we won't even I ask the question. I want Thomas we'll just Wayne shoot. to carry over. Thomas Wayne would be cool. Um, I'm just trying to think. I I want this new and improved uh, yeah, Deathstroke. I like that too. Although he might be dead, he might be dead, right? We just got. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. He just got gutted, I, I really so. like that story, though. Uh, it's yeah. okay. People get all right. gutted all the time, right? Donna Troy got gutted in the last JLA. Nobody reads that, though, so that doesn't matter. I, I didn't read it. I skimmed awful. to the back. I'm sorry. Somebody that told is me. such a bad book. All right, myth number eight, Legion reboot. You want to do this one? Because I don't read Legion at all. Uh, neither do I, but um, apparently Legion will be rebooted for like the umpteenth time. Um, but this time, it, it won't be a reboot. It's just going to carry on, but it's just doing a new renumbering. I guess it's similar to what um, okay. Scott Snyder's doing with Batman, maybe? Because he said everything will matter still but right, it'll so this just one be was a interesting jsa characters system. are gone this is a myth it's not exactly true like obviously mr terrific is getting a series um but they're saying that all the characters aren't necessarily gone it's just that there's no jsa which kind of makes sense and s- some people are like speculating that power girl could be this uh a mystery woman in a new jla image which i didn't see that but that's what newsarama is writing right here do you, do you know what they're talking about here 
Yeah, the uh, release, because there's going to be 14 members of the new JLA, and there was one person that they weren't sure of who it was. So they're thinking, I guess what they're saying is that it could be Power Girl. Um, but let's not forget that uh, DC is wanting to release up to 70 new titles. It, they're just doing 52 in the month of September, so that's not to say that the in October or November they won't have. Yeah, a and new I think that's something a lot of people don't realize. Like these 52 titles are not the only set books from DC that are coming out. Like there are going to be quite a few more. I mean, this is all they've announced so far. You know. Yeah, and. I, I like this uh, this part, the JSA one, because, I mean, a lot of these are characters that the older DC universe, which is a lot of people, yeah. are so, wondering what happens to them. Not to mention, Mr. Terrific looks completely badass. I like the tattoos instead of and, the And rest assured other, that the jacket. just because, you know, your JSA characters aren't there now, they will be there later. It'd be interesting if um, the Green Lanterns ran across somebody named Alan Scott. W- That'd be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool. Like maybe this is a new uh, way to bring them in. So uh, real, real quick, I'm, at the same time we're doing this, I'm kind of browsing t-shirts as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm done now. I, but I just found an awesome one. It's all the X-Men is animals. And it's fucking cool. You're pissed. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm just trying to think He's a gorilla, of what a animals bird gorilla. would be. It makes sense. What do you mean it doesn't make sense? He's a it doesn't really beast is all ape-like. <laughs> I know, but wouldn't it make more sense like if that was he reverted animal? to human form? No, because it's all animals. Iceman yeah. is a polar bear. Uh, Wolverine is a wolverine, obviously. Rogue is a striped panther. Storm is a horse. I don't get that one. Nightcrawler is a monkey. Colossus is a steel elephant. And then Phoenix is obviously a phoenix. It looks cool. But unfortunately, they're sold out of my size, so I can't get it. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. All right. Number six. All the costume designs are Jim Lee designs. Not really. This is not true. Jim Lee has not designed... When we talked about this, I think, on our first show. Yeah, he um, didn't design them all. He just oversaw and... I mean, I'm sure he designed a few. I mean, we don't know a listing of what he designed, but he, uh, at least, he did have final approval over if At least I have fodder not, to talk to Scott. makes you really wonder. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, at least I have fodder to talk Why to the Scott feathers? Lebel about when he Why? signs at our store at the end of this month for... Um, one of the Aspen books, the hit list agenda, executive assistant Iris. Scott Lobdell is the man behind Tim Drake's wings. Ugh. So why does the other Robin, Damien, have wings? Yeah. Is that what they're going with? Yeah, and then Tony Daniel kind of designed Hawkman costume, I guess. So Jim Lee did not do every single costume design. That's that myth busted. Myth number five. This is probably one of the more interesting ones that because it's been one of the the biggest you know 
conversation starters or, you know, the most talked about thing in this reboot is that Barbara Gordon myth. Barbara Gordon was never shot. Uh, they're saying that the events that happened in the killing joke did still happen. So I guess they are going to write how Barbara Gordon can walk again then. Right. Yeah, I guess um, it's actually going to be Jeff Johns writing it in the Flashpoint series, too. So, another reason to pick up Flashpoint. Yeah, so I mean, play, that's, that's kind of cool, Barbara actually. You know, like, uh, everyone kind of just thought they were retconning that out. Like, oh, Barbara Gordon, uh, she can walk again. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, not so. They're going to actually give a reason. So, that myth busted. Which I think is good because that I'm not gonna lie, that really kind of pissed me off. Like, oh, we can't figure out a way to get her out of the chair. Let's just reboot it. But no, the Killing Joke does have significance. All right, the DC myth, the DCNU is an alternate Earth. Yeah, isn't this the same as number ten? We already didn't. We talked about this too on an episode. I have no idea what Earth is what. That confuses the crap out of me with DC. Yeah. Yeah, and we still haven't so, gotten I mean, I don't know how to explain all I, that. I, I, okay, good. It's not an alternate Earth. Number three, Tim Drake and Dick Grayson's history is gone. Not so. Um, what do you think about this? Um... I'm glad to see their history's not gone, but at the same time, I, I'm not sure on Tim Drake. I know he's your favorite character, but why, why is it that he's going to be getting out from behind the computer if he um, if he's been one of the more badasses that, that computer in line the DC anyway, universe? Because he was never behind a computer to begin with. Oh, well, yeah, when he exactly. was researching I mean, who the hell Batman ago. was, but that was um, it. This was interesting as well that they also point out in this is that Stephanie Brown was another character who's been MIA that's kind of been pissing people off, or maybe just me. But apparently there's rumor that um, since she's not Batgirl anymore because Barbara Gordon will be, uh, Stephanie Brown will be returning to her spoiler identity. I think, yeah, me too. I mean, unless they give that whole that costume like me a, off. You know, a whole new design. All she yeah. looked like was a thug in I mean, a jumpsuit. I mean, I'm glad Stephanie Brown... I would rather have Stephanie Brown than not... I'd rather have Stephanie Brown spoiler than not have Stephanie Brown at all. But, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, all right. Number two. It's a flash of light reset. No, that's not how Flashpoint's going to end. Which is good. And how the DCNU is going to happen. Like, oh, there's a big, you know, cosmic interference... All gods, or you know, Jesus has come down to reset the DC universe. No, that's not how it's going to be. They're going to write it in, and it's going to make sense. It better make sense. Oh my god, Daniel, have you turned into a dog? No, I haven't turned into a dog. (laughs) The uh, dog's just been crazy. I don't know why. Number one, 
Give me just a second. Number one, it's, it's a total reboot. It's slippers. Okay. Um, it is not a total reboot. It is a relaunch. DC made sure that they kept highlighting relaunch. So, well, I don't it's know. not a total. I, I'm reboot. glad that it's like not the Green Lantern a reboot. Books, the Batman books, so like we've been saying. But obviously, yeah. I mean, you look at this picture. I mean, Superman, JLA Origins, like that. That stuff is a reboot. But everything, all 52 titles, not a reboot. I mean, incorporating Vertigo, that's a reboot, right? But the whole thing is not entirely a reboot. Now, is incorporating well, you know, Hellblazer's titles still going on? They've been slowly adding characters, the new previews. So, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, if Vertigo is still detached, or what exactly is going on there? All right. Yeah. See, I would like to see Scout make its way into Scout, the DC New Universe, at some point. Oh, Scalped. Yeah, but how's that going to work? Scalped. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I mean, the last Batman yeah. Incorporated had uh, Man of Bats in it, right? Who's Man of Bats? Maybe something with him. Was he in Scouts? He was the Native American Batman. Oh, okay. No, I but I'm you. saying that would be a way um, to somehow incorporate I don't think every Vertigo it. title needs to be incorporated, but... We'll see. No, not everyone. But I mean, it seems right. like they were putting in the struggling ones. Like Hellblazer is. You think so? God awful. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I just I I haven't read all what two hundred and seventeen issues. I've only read about fifty. It's a long running series. But it was not good. You've been reading for it like the past fifty. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like speaking of DC, so and, I figured you know, I'd try it. All, all those myths we just debunked in accordance with Newsarama, who, of course, originally did the article. There is a planned DC protest for San Diego Comic Con to protest this entire relaunch reboot. And it's organized by Laura Hornack. And it's going to be Saturday, July 23rd, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at San Diego Comic-Con, location to be determined. This is a Facebook event, so if you type in DC protest, you'll probably find it. Um, at the time of this podcast, there are 325 attendees, 249 maybes, 2,395 awaiting a response, and 1,010 no's. I am one of those 1,010 no's. I can't believe someone's doing this. This is stupid. You know okay. what? I'm going to go there to do that, and I'm going to report it for comicattack.net. <laughs> it'll be interesting because you know they're going to be close to the con. Yeah, I mean, it's so stupid, it'll be funny though. to see like, come on, like, get all over these yourselves. people like, nerd raging. Comics change. It's what happens. Like, we're going to protest. The DC's going to listen. Here, here is actually, I want to read the what what. The, the text is on that Facebook event page. Here, here, here's what it says. Updates. We're not walking because we find the costumes offensive. We find them unfitting. We're not walking because we hate everything about the relaunch reboot. Whoever said that is misrepresenting the lines below. Yes, we know not everything's going to be changed. And I'm saying because of the caps. 
This is supposed to be a light-hearted walk. No super serious, grumpy demonstration stuff. If you take every tiny word and twist, twist it so it fits what you don't like, then you belong to the group of persons who's going to hate this little get-together anyway. I stopped reading all the comments page because many of them are extremely insulting, and I don't need haters bashed down over and over again. Thanks for everybody who leaves supportive comments or is able to form an opinion without offensive language. That's all. And, of course, the pro character she's referencing is this. Are you utterly baffled, disappointed, and just angry to see how DC ruins your favorite character's design and wipes decades of comic history out of the mainstream universe? Well, you're not alone. And why not make some noise at the biggest pop culture event this year where creators, artists, and writers appear in person? Show them how fans, the fans of the classic characters, the nevertheless slightly changing designs, the character's history and personality really feel about it. So she just kind of contradicts herself right there. I mean, she uses angry in bold, and then she says this is not going to be offensive, and we're not doing it because we hate everything, but she's using angry as, you know, a catalyst for you to march on this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's kind of backtracking. At the very beginning, she said this is not an angry march, though, didn't she? And then she she talks about how... She doesn't want haters bringing her down this, this on her ridiculous. little protest. I, I actually want to see. But yet some she's of these hating and bringing it. down what DC's trying to do. Like, come on, come on, get over yourself. You are you're just trying to get attention, and you've got it because we're talking about you right now. And because of that, we are going to move on. But we were, we are going to take yeah. pictures of this. We have to do this. Write this down in our. T- Write write this down on our to do notebook list yeah. for San Diego. If, if I can get yeah, close to them, then I will I ask forget. them questions and see what they have to say. But watch. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Blood okay. yeah. um, is getting a new writer. Judge Dread veteran writer L. Ewing is going to be taking on the series beginning with issue seven. Actually, I'm, they didn't say issue seven. They said after Garth Ennis's arc, but I think that ends at issue six or maybe issue five. I'm not sure. But starting in August, this guy, L. Ewing, will take on Jennifer Blood with artist Marcos Mars, whose art actually looks way better than the stuff that's in there right now. So that should be a good shift. I don't know anything about this L guy. I never read Judge Dredd. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> it's just Garth Ennis is off his own book already. I mean, three issues have come out. Are you reading it? I read issue one. Yeah, that's kind of sad. My wife is loving it, so. Yeah. I've actually been. I don't disagree. I don't know. I like the uh, housewife Punisher person. Well, well, that's because Pam has good taste. We can talk about those later. <laughs> um. All really? Right. How do you feel about her WoW comics? No, she didn't. She's playing Halo. She can't turn her head to me right now. <laughs> oh, she, she just paused just it you down? to me. Now she can. Okay, good. Um, so oh. I'm sure many of you well, that's have good, been out then. there wondering should, what just... is going on with Batman Odyssey. Oh. Well, Neil Neil Adams posted on his Facebook wall um, an image of Batman Odyssey, and he wrote a very lengthy blurb about what's been going on. The abridged version is this, is the series is going to relaunch in October with a new number one. Uh, So those seven issues you've already purchased and read, 
don't mean shit because it's going to relaunch with a new number one. Kind of like how Batman Dark Knight is relaunching with a new number one. So is Batman Odyssey. That, that title's been around for over a year. Hey, let's be fair here. Um, Neil Batman Adams, like I said, Knight he wrote this blurb just on the image, but here's, here's the abridged version. I'm just going to sum up a little bit. Quote-unquote, Neil Adams. The multiple climaxes of Batman Odyssey are killer. But if you care, man, I hate to say this, you've got to hawk your stores like bloody hell to get these issues. My promise to you is to give you the best, most exciting comic books ever. I've never failed you, and I never will. But this time you've got to dig in and demand your stores get this. The best Batman series ever. A note. You notice Marvel is actually promoting my work for them? Avengers and the Secret Project? You'll notice Dark Horse is promoting Blood? Well, for some reason, DC isn't promoting Batman Odyssey. So, it's up to you and me, guys and gals. Neil, I'm doing my part. We're talking about it right now. I have your hardcover series, your old run. I don't have the original, sorry. I wasn't alive. But uh, I love your hardcover stuff, that collected Neil Adams' Batman books. I'm reading Batman Odyssey. It's fucking weird, but I'm digging it. It sucks that you have to reboot, but hey, we're talking about it. (laughs) Are you reading it? It's weird, right? (laughs) But uh, so that's going to be starting over. Go figure. (laughs) So we are joined right now by Jimmy Palmiotti. And uh, Jimmy, how's it going, man, over there on the East Coast? It's going terrific. I'm down in uh, Florida and it's by looking out my window, it looks like it's probably 100 degrees by now. Oh, yeah, it's been pretty hot here in L.A., too, actually. Yeah. yeah. We've got a serious heat wave going. But I, hey, don't, I don't even want to hear it. Oh, yeah, you're in Texas. Uh, yeah, y'all ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Actually, I was exaggerating, because I think it's in, like, the 80s. It doesn't... It, I've, oh. never been, I've never been here where it actually hit 100 in, uh, in Florida. It's always been around 96... You know, yeah, but, in the summer. And the thing that Florida has that, Kristen, we don't have really is humidity. I mean, yes. <clears throat> no way. Florida's worse. Right, Jim, Jimmy? Do you feel like you walk outside and you're like, why did I even shower today? This is like. Well, I'm, I'm right near the beach, so it's not like Orlando or anything. I'm in Gulf of Mexico, so uh, it's a little different than inland. The more inland you go, the more humid and disgusting it is. But we do have those days where if you have curly hair, you're doomed. <laughs> No, that kind of thing. So, um, uh, now, Jimmy, this is a big week for you, right? Coming up? I mean, you've got some books coming out. Yes, because there's fireworks tomorrow. That's big. That is oh, big. And books. Yeah, I got a couple. I think uh, I think the new Jonah Hex is out, and uh, T- Trailblazer is out from Image, and Jonah Hex from DC, and I'm sure there's something else I missed coming out. Uh, Wolverine and Black Cat, too. Oh, yeah, Wolverine. Is that this week, too? It's on my list. I don't know. It's what? on my invoice. Right, my tell me, they, nobody tells me anything. Oh, <laughs> that, that's a big week. It is a big week. So yeah. uh, let's talk Wolverine and Black Cat 2 with Michael, okay. uh, Michael Linsner. Um, it's, kind of, it's picking up right where the last one left off, according to the solicit that I read. It's, it's actually like, like where it left off was they were having dinner sort of in the restaurant. And where we catch up to it, they're going to have dessert. Is where we start the story. It literally starts like 25 minutes after the last story ended. Because when, when we got approached to do a sequel, we were like, all right, should it be this? Should it be that? And I just said, you know, it would be nice to do a sequel where it's only 25 minutes later or an hour later. 
rather than going to like you know another adventure uh just kind of connect the story that nobody thought would be connected again so uh wait is this is this claws a sequel to claws yes it is oh sweet yeah yeah so so we joined uh black cat and wolverine having dinner in the restaurant which where we left them off and um and uh, you know, Arcade and, and White Rabbit are still in the, uh, still up there in the in the. Um, God, my brain. Now we're gonna have Sunday morning brain parts. Um, in the Savage Land where they left them, and um, and we follow what's happening with the two of them. And of course, we open it up with somebody trying to rob the restaurant with uh, with Logan and and Black Cat in it. And it's kind of funny. Um, it was it was our version of um, well, you'll see. But it, it it's kind of. We kind of keep like the first series, um, and and uh, we like Kristen. You just you probably read it, or you yeah, I did. I loved it. Yeah, so we kind of kept it that light tone. It's sort of like because with the other Wolverine books, it's everything's very heavy, you know, all the time. It's all it's all uh, death and murder and intense stuff. And we kind of kept this one fun, and we do a little. Um, by the second by the end of the first issue, they they kind of Logan and Black Cat get thrown into the future. And um, it's 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 a, it's just a lot of fun. They kind of flirt, they kind of kiss, they kind of make out, and they uh, it, you know it's it's my it's my thing when they when they finally give me like mainstream superheroes to write, I always have them getting laid. It's like my thing too, you know. Dude, and I love how you always put like a fun take on them too, most of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's you know, I think they're, they're, the characters are fun themselves, and they can't be that serious all the time. That would be exhausting. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, even, I, I guess, even our run in Power Girl, we kind of did the same thing. We kind of, you know, I think there's, I think there's room for a sense of humor as long as it's not jokey, you know, as yeah. long as it's not, you know, I'm going to make a joke, you know, I, I don't really do that too well. I like situation comedy uh, a lot better. I, I think I told you this last year at San Diego, um, but your Power Girl run with Amanda is what got my wife into comics. Oh, that's awesome. Is she yeah, still man. In, is she still in comics? Dude, her pull list is bigger than mine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a funny thing to say that you're on her pull list. Hey, funny. Hey, whatever. But uh, well, that's cool, man. I mean, you know, we with Power Girl, you know, I, I think we spoke about this. We man, since we were writing it for Amanda, right away we had to because if Amanda gets bored, Amanda walks off the project. You know, she sure. she kind of. She can kind of pick and choose. Um, so we wrote it for her, and at the same time, Justin and I were like, you know, we need to make these characters, at least Power Girl, we need to make her have a personality and uh, give her a friend, give her a job, give her an apartment, get that crazy cat in there. And <laughs> we, just, we just had a really, really fun year with it. Of course, we wished Amanda could have stayed longer than we would have stayed, but we felt without her it was time to go. And um, and I guess now the book's ending, right? I mean, with this it is, it is. Yeah, yeah. It kind of sucked too when that transition happened. How your whole, I mean, it kind of felt like all your 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 twelve issues, your years worth of stuff was just kind of like, oh yeah, so that happened. Moving on to a superhero book. Yeah, well, Judd took it a different way, you know. um, For you know, he took it his way. I mean, we did it our way. He did it his way. The thing he did that. You know, we wouldn't have done is I, I he put a lot of guest stars in the book. You know, Superman, Batman, all the guest stars kept. And uh, for us, the main thrust of it was that we don't do that because we have to build up. Her. It has to be about her. 
Um, me personally, you know, when a movie has the, when the secondary character is more interesting, um, that that's a flaw in the in the in the writing, you know, uh, because we should always be following, you know, in Batman movies, Batman should be the most interesting character, and when the villain's too interesting, even more interesting than the main character, I think that's when movies get a little weak, you know, or and with comics, I think sometimes people just want to do the supporting stuff and you know that yeah, kind the, of, it's yeah. no good when the lead becomes their own guest star right yeah i mean i'm not saying Judd, but i'm not saying Judd did that exactly but you know we kind of we we avoided all the crossover stuff for the 12 issues because we were just even the crossovers going on at dc we avoided it we asked dan the deal can we just keep this in its separate entity so it stands alone and he's like yeah go for it you know um but it's not the way I would have went, and you know, I, I was kind of, I was a little disappointed that Tara wasn't in the book after our mm -hmm. run. Yeah, because you you you've developed that relationship really well. Right, but and and we spent a lot of time. Yeah, we spent a lot of time making them friends. But I gotta say, I really enjoyed Judge run. You know, he he took it places that I wouldn't go, and honestly, he should never write the book like we would write it because that's not true to his writing. You know. So uh, it's not me picking on him. I just think he took it a different way, and I guess it worked. You know, people really love the book. So uh, I'm just happy we had the year. Uh, we, you know, we pitched a, we we keep pitching Dan and the guys at DC. Like, can we do another? Can we do a Power Girl, Terra like, um, you know, graphic novel or something? But there's no interest there. So really, yeah. Well, you know, the, the sales on the book were okay. Um, it was one of those books that people look back, and I, I'm, I'm betting the trade books did a hell of a lot better than the actual monthlies. Yeah, you know? I mean, we sell it pretty well in our store. Well, that's awesome. You know, yeah. at what, trades or the, the trades, right? Like, honestly, both. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, we were happy to have the year, um, and we, we got something we're working on now with Amanda for DC that... Um, we think will be just as crazy, or just as odd uh how about this nobody's gonna see it coming and um, you can't you can't talk about it right no i can't accept the same she's she's one of a group of artists we're working with and she's done the beginning part of it um but no i'm not allowed to say you know everybody goes september launch september launch but they forget that october november december january you know it's gonna be a lot of stuff that nobody sees coming um so it should be an, it's an interesting time at dc for sure it's so funny interviewing all you guys who do DC books like this last mm -hmm. month or so because every single time it's like, oh, let's talk about this. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like for one of the – I think it's a good thing though because I think when all this news hit, everyone was like, what? You know? Um, yeah. And people tend to want all the information up front-loaded to them. But the problem with that is sort of like movie trailers you've seen for the past eight months – you're like, isn't this movie out already? Or did I see this already? You know, because you kept seeing the trailer. So my thing is, if you keep talking about the thing, you're going to beat it to death. Sure. And I think there's a lot of mystery involved with these books, and I kind of like that. You know, we did a show in Calgary, and everybody was like, so what's going to happen? And what's the, you know, and I'm like, that's good. People are interested. They're asking questions as opposed to, oh, who cares? You know? Um, so that's a good, you know, I think it's a good thing. I, I, Honestly, I don't know a lot. I just know the, the stuff I'm working on. Sure. So you and, can't talk about All Star Western, I assume. Yeah, I can talk. I can talk about that on a, on a on a on a very um, on a certain level. You okay. Know? All right. Let, okay. Let's yeah. uh, let's touch on that then. Um, okay. 
So it's old West Gotham, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 sort of like you know Gotham exists and Jonah Hex came into town. Okay. You know, it's not really um, an outrageous concept for the book. Yet we do have uh, Amadeus Arkham. Uh, the story uh, revolves around um, uh, murders that are taking place in Gotham, and Jonah is brought in to track down the killer. And uh, and he's working with uh, Arkham, and it really doesn't like I said. It's the the people who love Jonah Hex are not even going to blink. It's going to be more Jonah, but the people who kind of have a thing for Batman and Gotham are going to really like some of the stuff we do in it because it kind of it gives them nods to stuff. Um, but in but in, in the bigger picture is that we just have to tell the best story we can, and we've been treating Jonah. Hex the, the book exactly like that for the last, well, 70 issues we did it. Um, we've always treated the book as if this issue that we're working on now is the last one we're ever going to do. So we have to tell a great story. And we've been doing that since issue one. Like we've had this thing where we talk and we, you know, Justin and I work together and I go, eh, it's not good enough. Let's, we need to amp this up. Or we just got this artist like, oh, we just got Darwin Cook. What are we going to do for Darwin? You know, and we have to make we have to give him a story where he sits there and goes, "I really want to draw this." So we've had that, we've had that agenda for seventy issues, and um, and I think that this week's the one that comes out this week, uh, Jeff Lemire uh, drew, and it's about Jonah and his dad, and then uh, and it's a really it's one of I think it's one of our best stories, and Jeff did a pretty cool job on it, and then uh, and then issue seventy, which is the last issue before. The uh, All Star Western starts. It's uh, Ryan Sook, awesome, and, and a few little surprises in that book. And and it isn't. It's you know we knew it was going to end at seventy because we had to start the new book. So there's something in the book that it, both of these books have something that longtime Hex fans will kind of get something out of. They they'll understand why we're doing the things we do in these two issues. And uh, I don't want to give away too much, but. Um, it's 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 pretty fun and like I said, in a perfect world, we would have loved to do Jonah Hex seventy one and then have All Star Western come out at the same time. We'd rather have two books, you know. But uh, we're company men, so when it comes, <laughs> uh, you know, jump, we ask how high. You know, your team players. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm living. I'm looking at my house and I'm saying, well, DC Comics kind of paid for this. Yeah. So I'm not really going to be a dick, you know. And say, oh, I'm so mad they changed the book. Look, the 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 fanboy in me wanted to get up to seventy five on Hex, and the super fanboy in me wanted to get up to a hundred. Yeah, you know? nice round numbers, right? Milestone but, numbers, absolutely. But the reality of it is, I look at Weird Western Tales as Jonah Hex seventy one. You know, I didn't lose my job. We just kind of morphed into another title that's this that kind of features the same character. So, so yeah. about All-Star Western, um, yeah. it takes place, obviously, 1800s, late 1800s, right? Yeah, turn of the century, like right before the turn of the century. Okay, so there's an, another series that's out right now called Batman Gates of Gotham, which is like early 1900s, about, actually about the same time period. Is right. that is stuff that's going, and it's, a, it's the origin of Gotham City. So mm -hmm. stuff that's going down in that kind of relating to All-Star Western? I mean, because it's kind of like the same period, same city... I don't know. Uh, I I I haven't been given that book to read. Okay. 
So we're writing Gotham the way our editors tell us. So our editors have given us notes that have to do with that book. Um, so there is stuff in there that we acknowledge. Very uh, cool. You know, it's sort of like if that if that book is building the city, we're kind of just running around in it. You know, nice. Just, and we have some of the same characters. I think there's some of the same characters in there. Um, but the editors are keeping a close eye on what we're doing because I think they're they're very conscious of that. Is that an ongoing series? It's a mini. It's a mini. Okay. So yeah, I mean, because we've gotten notes where we need to do this guy or use that guy or have this thing happen, and we're like, oh, okay, we can do that. You know, that's that's kind of fun. Um, you, you want it, you know, you want. Yeah, you want it to feel authentic, and for us, um, you know. With with Jonah Hex, we kind of auth- authenticity comes with we actually study a ton of history. So uh, the things in the book are very authentic. Of course, Gotham, you know, that's just Gotham. So this is a, a question from one of my customers actually. Okay. He's he's, an, he's he's of the old guard, okay. but uh, he always he was always under the impression that for him Gotham was like New York City. So how is it going to be like a Western setting now? Well, a Western isn't the, uh, by def. It isn't a definite. It's you're using Western as a definition of a of an of an area, a space. You're saying the West, but it's not the the Westerns we do are basically. It's a time period, not not the the West, because we've had Jonah in New York City before. Um, so, it's it's Western in the fact that it's the mechanics of the day. Every you know. Uh, represented and not so much the um, the points on the map. Sure, the way of life. The yes, yes a, western way, a western way of life. I mean, look, you have two guys from New York writing a western. What could be <laughs> less authentic? You know, I'm from, I'm, I, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Me and the we- me and the Wild West. Uh, you know, in 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 movies and books and and. I used to go upstate New York and go horseback riding, and that's the extent of my madness. Although Justin has more uh, street cred because he used to um, castrate bulls. Oh my! <laughs> yes, uh, he he actually worked on a ranch, so yeah, he definitely has more of it. I mean, over the years of doing the book, uh, I've uh, I've you know taken more horseback riding lessons, and I've uh, we stayed at a ranch out in California, and you know it's not like I you know I didn't kill any Indians or anything, but. Uh, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely got to experience that way of life, um, but you know we, we we're so spoiled. So what the hell? I mean, I I have to do a lot of um, we do a lot of uh, uh, history searching and uh, Amer- you know American West Chronicles and all that kind of stuff. So we it, it, there's a lot of uh, information in our books. We just say don't look at us, look at the book. How uh, how cool has it been working with Moritat? Oh, he's awesome. I mean, he's. Uh, I, you know, we haven't um, met, so we're gonna we're gonna actually do signings in San Diego with. I think we're gonna sign with him, and and uh, and then we're gonna. Jordy Burnett is gonna come, and sign with us. Uh, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. He he's great. I mean, the stuff we we we. Uh, the first issue looks amazing. I mean, he really just stepped up his game for this, and and uh, you know he knows this is a big book for him, and. Um, I, you know, his amount of detail and it's just, there's so much personality in his work and it looks like nothing out there, which, which I always like. I don't, you know, I like the idea that uh, it has its own voice and his art definitely does. I love the spirit stuff, you know, I thought, I think he was one of the best replacements like after Darwin, you know, I, I, I thought he really nailed it, but uh, 
I'm glad we're glad to have him, and and uh, he's just. I think some of the preview pages are up online somewhere. Have you seen his Elephant Man stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of cool. Like all the cityscapes he kind of does in there, and now he's doing Gotham. It's I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, it's going to be a lot of work. It's a lot of work. He already says, you know, this is a lot of work, and I'm just like, yeah, well, buddy, you know, that's very. It's as mainstream as he can get right now. So, uh, but it's it's. I can't wait to meet him and and uh, you know feel him out. I don't know him. You know what I mean? Sure. I, just know, I, I want to meet the man behind the art. <laughs> I want to have a drink with him. I want to have a couple of drinks with him. I want to complain <laughs> about the editors. You know, all that kind of stuff. Although our editor is wonderful. But I want to complain about other editors. I don't know. <laughs> you know, comic folk get together. The last thing we all talk about is comics. It makes sense. Which is, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it always goes to girls. I don't know why. <laughs> even, even when you're talking to a girl. It's, it's, we're just talking about girls. Right. Let's talk about girls, ladies. <laughs> well, I have, I got a, you know, Amanda is in the house all the time. So I have, you know, I have the girls here all the time. So uh, you said you're signing with him at San Diego Comic-Con. Something, speaking of con, I just saw this on, uh, on Pepe Moreno's wall. You are doing a, a panel with him. Yeah, you, you know Pepe Moreno, and he has a wall that you can read off of? That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, well, we're, we're, <laughs> no, kidding, we're friends. Okay. We're friends, you know. Yeah. No, with the, yeah, I'm doing a panel with him and Tom Jane and uh, Tim Bradstreet and a couple other guys, and uh, we're going to talk about digital comics. We're going to because basically the future of them, why people are scared of them, and we're going to calm them down, and uh, how they're going to change their lives. Yeah. You you, you say that, but I, you know, <laughs> you, you don't you know people look people certain people hate them, certain people embrace them. The the reality is that anyone under twenty. Is embracing a lot better, and um, I, I just think you know, for 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 an individual creator like myself, I think in a weird way, it's more it's uh, comics are more approachable through a company like Image. I, where, I totally agree with you. I mean, I sell more crime fiction to new customers than anything else. Yeah, and and your store, and where's your store? We're located in in California, in Pasadena, right near LA, right outside of LA. Okay, I mean, and and Canoga. Okay, and and you have a it's a pretty social community in your store, correct? Very much so. Yeah, and and that's that's the future of comic shops. I, I I tell my local guys all the time. I'm like, you know, you have all this wall space. I'm like, you have those poster racks that you don't use anymore. Put them up and get every local artist to give you on consignment like ten pieces of artwork, and start selling original art in your comic store. Start. And get a section in the corner and sell art supplies, because that comic art supplies. Because I, I will tell you right now, ninety percent of the people that read comics want to do comics. Yeah, and, we have a, and, we have an art gallery in our store. There you go. And it, how does that? That's good. It works out. Great. Like that? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you want to make it a place where people want to go to not only buy product, but you want them to be excited about stuff. And yeah, having an art show. Look, at, look, even a kid in his teens gets a piece hanging up in your gallery, you're guaranteed his whole family is going to walk in that shop at some point to see it. You know, it's sort of like the old club method, which we have nine bands tonight playing. We're going to get those nine bands and all their friends to come in and drink. Right. And and uh, so a lot of stores forget that. It's funny because one of my local stores is like, oh, we don't do signings. What? And I'm, like, and I'm like, why not? It doesn't cost you anything. You know, just have the guy there for an hour. And he's like, yeah, but we don't get enough people. And I'm like, how much is enough? You're not paying anybody. Like, you know, so it's so I think on some levels, 
it's funny because some retailers are amping up and they're not letting the digital stuff. I think if you really research it and understand it, I don't think it's going to hurt a good retailer. It will hurt bad retailers. Agreed. I totally agree hurt, with you. It will hurt the retailer that when you walk in the store, treat you like a dick. Or, okay. you know, it'll hurt them because my thing would be like, well, I'll just download. I don't need to go back to that, that shithole. Exactly. You know? And, and, and uh, you know, with know. the with the big two, uh, I think uh, the only the only way I kind of see it hurting a little bit with the big two, even for good retail stores, is the people who, for example, like I have a, I have a couple customers who read everything Marvel and everything DC, whether yeah. it's shitty, whether it's amazing, it doesn't matter. If it's got the DC logo on it, they buy it every week in week out. Yes. But I think that with those customers, you know, and that you're talking like a weekly tab of like eighty bucks. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think with those guys, I think it's going to come down to for them, well, you know, I've got space issues. I'll always buy my Batman. I'll always buy my X-Men. But the Outsiders or, you know, Wolverine and Jubilee, like, you know what I mean? Like these, these random, yeah. the random stuff, I'm going to yeah. stop buying that and I'll go digital with that. So that kind of hurts a little bit. Well, but, I, I think the company has to stop, you know, look, let's be honest. Do we need so many of these miniseries? No, of course not. It's, it's, a, I mean... You know, it's it's just too much product. Says the guy who's doing claws too. Um, you know, but <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but you know, in, in a way, you know, it, it's funny. And no, and the days of the um, the diehard Marvel and diehard DC guys drive that they drive me the most crazy. Okay, where they won't even try something else. Oh, they because, won't, man. They and, will and, not and, it's, and it's ridiculous because I'm I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know, and and some of them are in their thirties and forties, correct? Most of them. Okay. So imagine you're in your 30s and 40s. It's not older. And, and you're so close-minded that you won't even try something else, even though somebody's raving about it. Or you won't pick up an image title because uh, I don't know what that is. And, um, you know, imagine that you're that person who just is a diehard thing. Because how disappointing will your life be? That that's, it's like saying, I'm only going to see movies by Paramount. That makes no sense, yeah. No, it makes no sense. Now, I understand how it's good for you because you, you know you're guaranteed they're going to order one of everything. So that's a good customer, but it's not a good mental state to be in. Well, you okay. know what, man? It's, it's, it's really kind of, it, it does get frustrating sometimes, but I mean, obviously, you know, I don't convey that emotion because they're dropping 80 bucks a week. But I, I mean, I, it, we, we have a special promotion in our store every single week. Every single week, week in, week out, we have at least one or two. This week, it's three comic books that are 100% returnable to our customers. Are what they all means, three mine? Are they what? Are they all three of them mine? Are they all my books are terrible? <laughs> of course, of course. Okay. No, no. All right. no, no, it's it's not it's not a terrible book. It's a book that we believe in that's really good. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. That we want people to buy. And you know, we give them this returnability clause. So it's like, hey, buy it, read it. If you don't like it, bring it back and you can swap it out for something that you normally buy anyway. Right. And people still won't do it. Yeah, what is with that? I you know, and, and again, you know, it's sort of like uh having a conversation with somebody who's not listening. You know, it's just like, okay. Obviously, I'm not getting through to you. You don't want to change your ways. And it's that part of the business that we get in trouble when we start aiming things at those people who don't want to experiment, who don't want to change, who don't want to, you know, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, Hernandez Brothers, no, I, 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 don't, I don't read that crap. Did you ever read it? No, I never read it. I'm like, okay, so what are you talking about? You know? Uh, uh, all the time. People know, just know. Yeah, we know people in our lives, you know, that are like that. All the time. There's no growth. And, and 
what happens is our market doesn't have growth because of that. You know, um, it's great that Marvel and Disney can keep making, keep sucking the money out of those guys, but there's no real growth in the market. And um, the same thing with the DC diehards. They, they just, uh, they, people just buy everything and they just don't buy anything else. There is no growth. These are just guys that are just guaranteeing certain numbers for books. And I guess there's a spot for them, but honestly, I, I like a, I like a new world. I like the, I like the stores that are well done, well kept, and you know, offer new things and say, "Hey, try this." And that's me. So I, I can only speak for myself. But I think there's a new generation of comic reader coming in, saying, "You know, I want something a little more adult, or I want something aimed towards my interest a little more." And uh, it's less about superheroes, I think, and more about. I just want something really entertaining, visually entertaining, and, and uh, so on. And, and I get that from the cons, because the people that go to the comic cons, it's a lot of new young people, a lot of guys and girls. And they, they just try anything, anything they read about that's interesting. And I love that, because that's a healthy environment. And, um, and that's when comics start making their marks. That's when we have the cool shit, the shit that goes, it, it's a crossover book. You know, it's not only for comic fans, but people outside comics. It's so amazing to me how cons are just packed and packed, but like how much of that really doesn't trickle through. Oh, like, please. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. The con, every con I've been through this year has been a zoo. We just got back from Calgary Con, and it was like 30,000, and we did Megacon, it was 40,000 people. Um, we're busy, but it's it's a lot of, uh, I, I call it eBay guys come in to get sketches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then, uh, which I don't care. As long as they're paying for it, I don't care. You you know what? If you pay $100 from, for a sketch and then you wipe your ass with it later, I, it's really none of my business. You know, I, I you know I got what I asked for and you just don't do it in front of me, of course. I don't want to, you know. But, um, but a lot of the cons, I think people are just bored. And they want to get out and they want to do something and they want to get a picture taken with William Shatner, which is, you know, that's fine. That's, you know, Captain right. Kirk. Awesome. Um but the comic conventions are busier than ever. I'm not so convinced they're buying comics, you know. Um, you know, we're busy. I mean, Amanda sits there at the booth, and she's got a line all the time. Um, but, you know, I think it's the, a, a small group of fans that are always there. Um, but I don't think the, – I think the idea that people just go to cons, I think they, they're looking for something to do besides go to the movies. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys can argue it out with me, but I think they no, just I think you're right. I, I mean, because – I mean, just look at San Diego Comic-Con, and I'm a California-based store. Um, yeah. I get no new customers, really, after Con. Maybe maybe the week after, you know, someone who was a little yeah. excited, and, you know, they'll show up for a little bit, and then they're gone, you know? So why is that? Like, what what well, is not being done? How, how, how many more books of Thor did you sell after the movie? Absolutely none. Maybe one or two. X-Men did have a good effect. Okay, um, good. But that's but why do you think? why do you think Thor? Why do you think nobody cared? How about Green Lantern? Let's use that as an example. One or two, same thing. Yeah. It's how it is for all the movies. So why do you think? What's your? I mean, because the companies put out fifteen thousand more books about. I mean, there was a lot of Thor and a lot of Green Lantern stuff out. Right. So what I'm saying is, like, why isn't this working? Because it's not in the theater. It's not accessible right away. They people want things the minute they think about it. They want it. Okay. And that's where digital comics might come in and might help because they can instantly get them. And have you checked out Pepe's site, amusedem.com? Yeah, yeah. It's great, it's pretty, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pepe's, he's awesome. I don't know if you ever met him, but he, he's an awesome guy. Oh, no, I've, 
I've he's hung out with intense. him. Yeah, he's intense. He is. He, he's very intense. Um, sometimes my sarcasm doesn't hit him right the right way. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he, uh, he it, it's going to be a great panel in San Diego because I think with Pepe and then Tom Jane in the same panel, it's going to be pretty funny. You know, um, that's I, I think so. But anyway, I, I, I like I said, people want things right away. It's it's sort of like. Um, if you see a pair of sneakers on TV, you're like, I want that. I don't know how many times I, I've done it where I see something on TV, and I'm like, oh, I want to get that. And I go down to my computer and check out Amazon and say, yep. oh, that's a good price, and I order it. Yep. Right? And if I don't do that, the next day I forgot about it. So we're creating this generation of short attention span people, and that's where I think the digital comics might find their way. And I agree with you 100%. We have to start getting into people that never thought of having digital comics and and I think movie theaters is a great place. I think free comic day works when you give away the comics that not in comic stores. I think every toll booth in the United States should give a comic <laughs> when you pay a toll. I think when you go to Walmart there should be a comic in every bag. You know? I think yeah. free comic day should be comics where you never see them coming. And in these comics have everything from here's where your local store is, here's where you can download them. Here's how you can get comics. You know, like a whole explanation, five pages in every one of those free comic book days on how to find comics when in your part of the world. You know, um, and, and it's, again, when the movie theaters start handling, I, it'd be great to see Green Lantern and come out and there's like eight trades there. Because people might go, you know, oh, I love that movie. Let me try the comic. Let me get one of those. You know, you, you're caught up in a moment. It's like the circus. You, know, you ever go to the circus and... For some, well, this is dating myself, but you, you buy stuff in the circus because you're in it. And you say, oh, I want to get this, like kids do it. They go, I want to get this swinging flashlight. Or I want to get this, I don't know, stuffed elephant or whatever it is. This, or when you go to the aquarium and then you go in the gift shop and like, oh, I just saw all these fish. I want to get this book and I want to get that CD and I want to get. So that should be being done with comics and with these movies, I think. But they are. They're making Green Lantern cups. And Where do you get the, the movies. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, the, oh, the cup they give away for, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. you know, I, I guess. I mean, uh, some of me, you know, but what do we? Do, what do I do after the cup? Throw it out. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you keep it and say, yeah, I never read a Green Lantern comic, but I like the movie. What's yeah. going motiv to motivate them? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, you're right, man. I mean, these companies got to get their shit together. Why don't they have somebody on, like, who, who's, this is their job. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to do it in my, you know, I'm going to have to do it all by myself, it looks like. Yeah, man. That's my thing. Next week, I'm going to do it. I'll be your assistant. <laughs> uh, you know, these are frustrations that we have because well, you as a business owner need more push for the product. The product is there. I think the push isn't there as much. I think they're worrying, you know, everybody's worrying about the books in different ways at least with dc's relaunch they really they really are trying to get outside there and doing a lot of press and everything and we'll see how it goes in september i think you'll have a busy september um i just wouldn't want to be another comic company putting out books in september i don't disagree I don't, man people yeah. are really i mean i mean the fallout has been good right so so but well, kristen but you have a you have a question for Jimmy, uh -huh. right? Well, oh, is it my turn now? Thanks. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've already been talking about, like, all kinds of crazy digital stuff, so this will go right in. Um, all right, when we were at a 
say at the Dallas Comic Con when I talked to you, you had mentioned uh, a comic of yours that had been pirated uh, yeah. pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you mind uh, talking to us a little bit more about that? I think that it's it's really good when when people hear the creators themselves talk about how that sort of thing affects them personally. Sure. Uh, we had the the Back to Brooklyn book that Garth Ennis and I did um, was on a couple of pirate sites. And one site in particular sh uh, shows the number of downloads it had. And it was in, in, the, in the multi thousands. You know, it was insane number. And that's a book where we kind of broke even because we, we put all our own money into it. And um, we have it now offered digitally through Graphically and Comixology. And we make, you know, we make like, I don't know, uh, let, let's just say it's 50 cents every time someone downloads it, right? Um, and this is our own, we put our own money into this. So, you know, if it loses money, then we're out that cash. People, you know, we only have, it, it, what we do is we take money from one book that we make and we put it towards another one. It's not like any of us are rich, okay? There's a couple of comics people that are rich. Uh, me and Garth aren't those two guys. Um, so anyway, so thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads. And I think, God, even if I got a dime from those, it would have paid back the, the rest of the money I owed on the book. And, you know, and I went to the site and I, one of the sites in particular, because it I, honestly, I think it was like 12,000 or something like that. Some crazy number of downloads. Wow. And I wrote and I wrote the guy. It's one of those BitTorrent sites. And I wrote the guy. And I said, hey, man, I own the property. Can you do me a favor? You, you know, I own the rights. I, can you do me a favor and take this down because it's really hurting my sales, you know? And he wrote me a letter and he says, uh, you have to prove that you own oh, that wow. property to me before I take it down. And I'm like, and I just wrote nicely. I'm like, well, if you actually download the book, it says on page two, my name, <laughs> that I own the property. So please take it the F down, you know? And... um you know, people argue with me. They always go, well, you know, those sites, people download it. You know, it doesn't really cut into your sales. Or they go, oh, it doesn't really matter because more people are reading it. And that's what's important. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but it is important that they read it. Yeah. But it's so important that I, my investment gets paid back. And it's important to me that I have to pay my mortgage. And it's really important to me that I want to eat something later on and there's actually food in my refrigerator and these people that argue this thing yeah but more people read it and then they go track down the book and I said well I wish that was true but the yeah. book's no longer out it's no longer out and it's only it's a buck ninety nine to download the book it's not gonna break anyone's bank and I think it really seriously affects the sales it really does um, and because I get my numbers from Comixology and I'm like well god you know I've only sold 400 copies of it online but yet they downloaded it 12,000 times on this other site for free. Yeah, and people tell me, too, like that they use torrents in my store. And I'm just like, all right. I mean, that hurts me as well, you know? Oh, I, well, I, honestly, I don't, you know, I don't do that stuff. I don't download from BitTorrent. I don't download movies. I don't download comics. I pay for my music uh, when I download it. And actually, I go to the, usually the artist's site. And I'll PayPal like a, an album or a song from them. Because I, I like the idea that I'm giving... Towards this person I admire directly to the yeah. yeah oh yeah there's a there's a real pride for me that I know I, I can go to Amy Mann's site and she did a new song and I can for ninety nine cents I can download the song and she's getting the money I so dig that I'm giving a Amy Mann a buck 
You know, <laughs> it, there's, so much, there's so much pride in it. It's only a dollar, and this is an artist I like, and it's an artist I want to continue to support because I want 500 more albums in my lifetime by this person. So I want to make sure that they get the money. And I think anyone who has a real love for anything, whether it's music or art or comics, or you want your people to get the money. You don't want to just you know, rip them off. And, and, these, and, and I get blanket statements like, oh, you know, DC has enough money and Marvel makes a ton of money. <laughs> and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, the trickle-down effect is that us being working for these companies, we only get 5%. We split 5% of what they make, you know, in a way. So a book has to make all its money back before we get a royalty. And then when we get a royalty, we're only splitting a small percentage of that. So um, I've had hot books. I've had, you know, books that I've done really well with that people think, oh, you must get royalties up the, you know, up the wazoo. And I'm like, yeah, I got, I got like around 38 bucks from that one, you know, yeah. or, I got, or I got $112 from that. Uh, but when I started, when I started the, my books through Image and I started doing my own stuff, well, like the Trailblazer book, I'll give you an example. This book cost me uh, around 10 grand total to put together. Okay, so, and it's a five ninety nine. dollars so it's a $6 cover price, five ninety nine. All right, so it sells, let's say, 4,000 copies, okay? Of course, so let's, let's make it a round number so it's easy. Let's make it five bucks. It sells 4,000 copies. I'm, I, I only make money after the, after the printing's paid back, and then there's a handling fee for that, you know, for that ad and previews and, uh, you know, Handling the, the shipping and all that stuff. Let's add another $2,500 right there. Okay? So I have the printing fee. I have the $2,500 fee. And then guess what? I have to pay everybody that did the book because yeah. obviously people don't work for free. So that's where the $10,000 comes in. Okay? So guess what? If I sell four or 5000 I don't make a dime. I won't make a dime for another couple of thousand later, maybe. Um, and when I say make a dime, that, that doesn't go towards paying back. That has to go towards paying back everyone on the book. So people don't realize how much, like, when, when I babysit a book like Trailblazer or uh, Tattered Man, like, I go out there, you know, Justin and I go out, wave the flags, and, you know, say, people, come on, give it a try. Um, they don't realize that, you know, or, or even guys like Chew and these type of books, they have to sell a real lot to make the yeah. money back. You know, and so we look at the digital sales and say, God, we hope there's a couple of hundred there, too. But the minute that book and, you know, there's a lot of my books go something like Back to Brooklyn goes on download and it's 12,000. I'm like, man, even if I had a thousand, one one tenth or one, you know, of those in actual orders for the book, it would have helped. So what it does, this kind of stuff that pirating the books kind of kills the idea that creators can do their own books. And I know you guys as comic fans would love, just pick your top five guys. And you would Jimmy love Palmiotti. Jimmy well, Palmiotti. <laughs> but, but I'm sure you guys each have a list, and you'd love to be able to support those guys and their books. So you can have more. I, I know like Mike Mignola is one of mine. I, I buy anything that Mike does. you know. And I'd like to think that at some point I'm buying his book, it goes to, into his pocket. I will not download uh, you know, on a torrent site any of Mike's stuff. Because I want Mike to continue making books. And if Mike is broke, he's not going to make any more. Absolutely. So, right. you know, so I don't know if I'm rambling, but 
No, no I mean, but I actually, I, I've actually heard people say this, and this is not a joke. They will come and they will say in terms of, like, all these numbers that are being downloaded, the artist will come out and, you know, say something like, please, you know, don't download my book. I want to eat and live, you know. Yes. And, they'll, and there are people who will actually come out and say, well, it's art. Don't you just want people to be read your art? You're an artist. You should just care that people see it, even if they get it for free. It's like, dude, these people, like you were saying, they have to eat. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, if, if people, if they just gave away everything for free because, oh, it's art and I just want my art viewed, then they would starve to death and never create anything again. Well, and, and, and that's, and here's the, the reality of is, is it the art form will go away. That, yeah. It, it will go away. If it doesn't, if it's not, if it does not make the, the artist uh, enough money to make a living from it, they will have to move to different careers. And guess what? A lot of them do. I have three artists that live in my area that work other jobs. And they're comic artists. I don't want to say their names are, but you know two of them. And they do other jobs because there's not enough money in comics for them to make a living. And, and one of them has two kids, you know, and I won't hold that against him, but he's got to He's got to put these kids through school and there's no way he can make anything. And, you know, it's funny when you go to the conventions, you see the artist selling a print for twenty dollars or a sketchbook. That's huge. That's a it's a great thing because that, you know, they're getting the money. Themselves. Yeah, they're getting all that, yeah. Right. Well, after and they it, pay for, you know, they break even, yeah. Right, but but a lot of times, like, we go to San Diego, and Amanda has to pay for the booth, okay? And the booth is a couple of thousand dollars, right, for this little booth. And then she has to sit there the whole show and sell stuff. And guess what? The hotel we're in is another $2,000 for the week we're there. The air flare and everything. You know what? She walks away saying, we always have a break-even party. Yeah. After like San Diego, and you realize that these a lot of these artists are just going there to meet people, and it's great because nothing makes me happier. And, and I'm like you guys. I go to a con. There's people I want to meet. You know, I want to sit with Eduardo Riso and tell him how much I dig his stuff. You know, <laughs> and uh, and it's you know I'm I'm on the other side of the table, but I'm still the fanboy, and and I buy anything they're selling. You know, I walk, we we always have an extra bag when we come home because it's stuff I picked up from the artists and everything. Um, but you realize that none of these people are really, they're, they're nickel and diming their jobs. And, and anybody who says he downloads unheard people, it's, they're just covering up their own theft in a way. And they're just trying to blow it off. Yeah, it is stealing. I, you know, it is stealing. Sure. It's not a crime. It's not a hate crime and it's not this crime. It's not that crime, but it does affect people. And, you know, you look, you guys know that I, I had a guy on Twitter Tell me, he goes, hey, I just downloaded from a one of your sites back to Brooklyn. I love it, man. And I'm like, did you pay? And he goes, no, I did it from a torrent site. But dude, I'm a big fan. I like your book. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, you're not a big fan because guess what? You're not. Yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, here's my uh, PayPal though, if you want to send me ten bucks, you know. Yeah. But it's not outrageous that I want to get paid for the work I do. It's not an outrageous thing. If I go and mow your lawn. I'm going to tell you, hey, you know, you need to give me 20 bucks. I'm going to like, it's, it's, it's okay. It's a service, you know. And although it's an art form and we want people everywhere to see it, there's a point where if this stuff goes on too much, it hurts the artist. And it, it already did it with music. Now, music was able to bounce back somewhat, but it's not the same. But, boy, comics are not as tough as music. You know, comic, the music market, there's billions of people. Comics, we know, 
it's a million, million and a half, the people that maybe buy stuff. And every time we lose people in, in that market, it's tough, man, because you don't get them back. You guys look, you, you know, as, as especially uh, Andy, you, you look at the sales of, of uh, stuff and, you know, they keep dropping. And uh, so there's, there's all these different things. You know, we, we compete, comics compete with video games. We compete with movies. We compete with novels. I think, honestly, I think video games is our biggest competitor, especially with kids. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, and look, I, I have nothing against video games, but I just think that you know, maybe kids should go outside for an hour every day. You know, absolutely, man. Uh, my my neighbors' kids are all like, I, I swear, they're all drones. They're all these like, <laughs> yes. they sit in there and they play the game all day long, and their parents just bring them food. You know, it's almost yeah. like they should just have paste dispensers above their heads, so when they're hungry, they can, they can lean their head back and just this tube of food pours down their throat and they can keep playing. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to pick on them because I, I kind of, I love video games, but I only play them once in a while. It's not, I, I'm, I'm not that kid, you know. Uh, plus, I'm an old man, so. Um, but, <laughs> How do like, these buttons work? Yeah, what, <laughs> what, what, why is that thing moving over there? Um, yeah, so, I, I, like, we got a lot of stuff. The comics have a lot of competition, um, but I'm a, I'm a believer in, you know, it's the American art form. It's an American art form. It's, it's, they're fantastic, and anybody who really enjoys them really, really, really enjoys them, you know? And we have a lot of great... Our fans in comics are the best, because they go out there, and they're, they're our best free advertising. Um, but the people that tell you they download the stuff illegally, uh, you know, I, I always make the... Because I do, I have guys tell me, oh, you know, I, don't, I just uh, downloaded Fantastic Four 1 to 330. Oh, it's on a disc. I'm like, did you read it? Uh, no, you know, I didn't get around to it yet. So there's that kind of weirdness too, right? There's that kind of weirdness, but um, but but I do have people telling me. Well, you'll see online. You you guys probably see it on Facebook when some creator tells uh, people not to download their comics. People come back, hey, it's a free, you know, it's free country, and I'm just like, really, it's free? I'm yeah. like, because I pay my taxes, and it's yeah, not, yeah, it's free about that, you know. Um, but you, but you're right. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I all I can do is deter the people that do it, or a show like this explain how much is at stake with uh books uh, otherwise you're going to lose comics and I, I think there's big companies are really nervous about that the, the idea that people just you know they don't know how to they don't know how to they're having a hard time getting new people to read so they're trying everything well, they and can. that gets it you know we, we we talked about this very briefly but it's already happening with manga too so oh yeah yeah it's just I mean, falling manga, all over the place yeah manga manga had that implosion that was really not a good thing for them. I, I just remember because I had manga companies asking me to write manga, and I'm like, no, don't ask me. Get, get some other guy that does it. Don't, you don't want me. But they just wanted to keep putting out more product. And if the market can't sustain... No, there is so much right now. I mean, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. So Yeah. Well, Jimmy, man, dude, are thank we you for coming on. Yeah. Ram, did we yeah, talk thank you. What's up? Did we cover everything? Did we cut everything? Oh, did we cover everything? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. All right. Why? Did you want to talk about more? I don't know. I, I, no, we talked about Hex. We talked about Weird West and uh, Trailblazer and Kickstarter. How do you guys feel about Kickstarter? That's one thing I was interested in. I'm not familiar enough with it to really comment. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it. I, so I, that, I think that, it's... I mean, sorry. what is it? It's like you're, you're gaining money to put out, like, the first issue so that you can... Get it yeah, signed on like with a, somebody? Is that the like idea? They do a campaign for you, and you offer like cool rewards, kind of thing, right? 
Uh, well, yeah. What I I'm going to do a book called Clean Crab, and it's a graphic novel. Okay. And I've been talking to the Kickstarter people. And basically what it is, is you go on and you, well, you have to apply to Kickstarter first, okay? So you say, hi, I'm this guy, and they want to know how you promote yourself, and they want to know about your product, and who's going to be doing it. So I, with, with, uh, with my book, Queen Crab, I said, hi, my name is Jimmy Palmiati. This is an artist I have. It's a 45-page book. With total, it'll probably be like 65 pages. Um, I want it, I'm going to release it either through image or through myself, um, blah, blah, blah. And then you, then they, you apply for it and then they accept your application. Okay. And they go, okay, we'd like to do it through Kickstarter. I'd like to do it through Kickstarter and they go, okay. And then you have to write. So what you do is a video pitch, which I'm going to do, I'm going to probably do tomorrow. Um, and I talk about the book. Here's my idea for a book. Here's my, some art, which I'm going to show in a video for it. I want to raise money. So I can pay to have this book printed and get it out there. Okay. So what you're doing is, and, and what you do is on the side of the page is you give, you have these, um, these little like different levels of commitment levels. I don't, there's a word for it. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Um, so I say, if you want to get a copy of the book signed by me, donate $20. And when the book comes out, you'll get a copy signed by me. And then you have another level for a hundred dollars. You'll get a, a credit, a thank you. I call it un, unpaid intern credit. Um, you'll get your name in the book. You'll get uh, a signed copy of the book. And Amanda Connor did a limited print, limited to the amount of people that go at the $100 stage, let's say, that you'll get. It's a one-of-a-kind print, but it's only limited to So if 20 people do it, there's only 20 of these prints in existence. You get one of those. And then the levels go up from there. You can, you know, uh, I could say uh, at a $300 level, you get everything you get before, Plus, you get a sketch, you get a you know, full-blown sketch, or maybe a page of art, so on and so forth. But you do nice low levels, too. You, for $5, you get a PDF the day the book comes out, you know, or, or a week before the book comes out. So you do these levels. So anybody donating towards the book gets something in return when the book finally comes out. Um, and they kind so of feel like they're a part of, you know, getting it off the ground. And Yes. Yes. And also retailers have been ordering through there, too, because sometimes the, 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 the like, there's a, they did a Transmet book, art book, and I think Warren signed a certain amount for a certain amount of money, and retailers ordered it because they said, well, you know, I'll, I can get signed copies from Warren, so I'm going to order for, you know, so you do these levels, and you feel like you're part of the book, especially I think the fun thing is to have your name in the book as a thank you. I think that's kind of cool. Absolutely. And you, make it, and you make it cheap. You don't make it really expensive. You know, you start at $20. Or, or $15 or $20 for the signed book and maybe a print. You know, you make it so it's kind of fun and it doesn't break the bank. But you're also, you become part of the book, but what you're doing is you're funding the creator's book. And when you go to Kickstarter, you see a whole different variety of a lot of different people um, funding different kind of books. And it's also films and, and, and uh, novels and all these different kind of things. And you're a part of it. And again, it's not like you're throwing the money into the wind because you're funding the book and you're also getting something. And also, don't, don't you only get charged if it meets the goal? Yes. Now, you have to set a goal. I'll probably set mine as like, at like eight grand because the book has cost me like 10, but I don't expect everybody to cover everything on it, you know? Um, so I set the goal at 8,000. And if it comes in less, in over a month period, if it comes in less, then the deal, nobody gets anything and you, your money doesn't get, you know, your PayPal account or your Amazon account, whatever, doesn't get charged. Um, if you do make the amount, then it goes through. And if you make more than the amount, 
you you know, for me, if I made more than the eight grand I was asking, I would probably use the money to do some ads and some promotion, or I'd probably amp up the um, the 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 everybody who bought something. I'd probably create something else as a, as a thank you, you know, when I send out their hundred packages. Sure. Um, but I think it's an interesting thing because it 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 it'll show number one that you know you're involved with the process. Number two. You get some cool stuff, especially if you don't go to cons where you can't get things from people. And, and number three, it allows a creator to do his own vision of something without having a company uh, telling him what to do. And I think that's when we get, well, we get the Frank Millers and the Mike Mignolas and the Paul Popes and the, the guys that do their own thing, you know. Um, so it's a really interesting thing. I'm going to try it out, you know. Um, I want to make the levels fun, so with you know we're gonna have Amanda do some sketch cards and you know like stuff at least I know that people normally might buy from her at a con, but we'll make it that not only that, but you'll get your credit in the book, you'll get your name in a list, and uh, you'll get a print. You know, I want to make it fun, like everybody gets something. That's uh, the way to do it, man. Yeah, so it's 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 gonna be an experiment. Uh, uh, it's funded a lot of books. If you go to Kickstarter.com and look at the stuff that's been funded, it's pretty amazing. How many cool projects have been funded? So uh, I'm going to try it. Worst yeah, thing man. I you know, worst that can happen is I don't hit the amount. Um, and if that happens, then fine. Then I know next time I either lower the amount or maybe a, a, a better product will get more attention. You know what I mean? Something that appeals to more people. Because the Queen Crab story I did is a bizarre. It's kind of adult. It's, kind of, it's about a girl who gets killed. Who, who, whose husband, she gets married and on a honeymoon, the husband throws her over a cruise ship oh. and, she, and, and she drowns and she drowns and it's what happened, but she doesn't die, but it's what happens to her afterwards. And uh, so I've been putting together the book and I have a Sash Christian who is just a fantastic painter. She's doing the cover. And I said, you know, this would be perfect for Kickstarter and Kickstarter thought the same thing. They're like, what a fun book. And with Sash's art and, you know, but you have when to does make that, what does that campaign start? Um, probably in a week. Okay. You know, um, but I have to make a video of myself because they say it, it sells better if there's a video of you talking up the book and I'm laughing because all I have is one of those little, um, those little, uh, those little tiny little cameras with a bios, I guess. <laughs> so I have one of those and I have no editing skills. So I think alone the video, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those flip video things, you know, the little flip things. And, uh, yeah. So the video alone will be entertaining because it'll be a guy who has no idea what he's doing talking about the book. I think the video alone, you should at least give me 50 cents for. <laughs> I think it's just going to be funny. But it's, it's a great experiment because you know what? If you look at the lists on Kickstarter, it's all these guys you've never heard of doing these cool looking books. I've given to a couple already and I've actually given to, uh, donated to, uh, not donated, but I, I call it invested in a, in a film, a friend's film that he had his, the film on there and it, he didn't make the amount so it didn't work out but it doesn't matter we tried you know he tried and i just think kickstarter is like the new kind of cool thing to try yeah, it's so. been around for a while too I, yeah I think. yeah but you guys should you guys should go check out the site because i think you'll be like oh this is interesting it's really it, it really is i know I'm, i sound like i'm selling it but um, <laughs> but i kind of believe in i, I kind of believe in the idea of it i like the idea that people can actually do their art and and have people involved with it. I, I think I think if I was when I was a, a younger man, when I was in my teens or twenties, I would have jumped to be involved with like fifty of those things. You know, 
because I want to I want to feel like I'm part of the community. And I thought that's, that's, it's a good it's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, I, I and and you know this when you go to the con and you you pay for a print. Oh, you you met Amanda, right? And she sells. Yeah, the, I did. Yeah. Yeah, and if she sells the prints, and you know, it's twenty dollars a print. You know, she's not going to get rich from it, but boy, she's she's certainly happy when you do buy something. And it, and it's a nice feeling that I can give a creator. And I'm getting something anyway, so let's be honest. You, you well, and she's such a sweetheart too. Yeah, and she, but she's every person is important to her, and and we're, I'm the same way. You know, every person we meet, we try even so much when, <laughs> when we we're in Dallas Comic. You guys, we had chairs in front of the booth so people can sit down. And, and, yeah, and let's just talk. That yeah. that was helpful after you stood in line for two hours. <laughs> yeah, well, let's think, whatever. But uh, <laughs> we didn't have any bagels or uh, beer or something for anybody. That was <laughs> I think I was giving away candy at one point. But but uh, enough rambling, uh, guys. This has been fun. Um, it was probably too long. No, it um, wasn't. It wasn't long enough. If I didn't have to go to work, we'd still we'd still be doing it. Uh, you gotta open the store. Yes, Unf I wish I could work from home. That would be fucking awesome. I'm not. Gonna yeah, it, it, it's good and it's bad. You don't have social interaction from home. That's true. But you know, you're home. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true because I am wearing my pajamas right now, talking to you guys. So that's that's good. But um, they're they're very they're very chic. Kind of. I do job. have to say this though, Jimmy. Before we part, yes. my favorite book of yours, hands down, is fucking Time Bomb, dude. I love that book. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. We, yeah. I, I actually I'm a guest of Radical Comics this uh, San Diego. So they're doing a hardcover edition. I think. Yeah. Of it. Oh yes. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna yeah. say. That. Yeah. Oversized. That um, I don't know. It's going to be a surprise when I get there. Um, oh, it'll be there. It'll be a con. It, yeah, they said that. I'm reading the, it right now. Uh, the time of uh, trade paperbacks with mini San Diego Comic Con edition lithographs. Oh, maybe. I don't know what. You know what? I don't know. I'm reading oh. it right now. I have one hour signing every day, except for Friday, which I don't get. Like, But I'm happy to do. But I have Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. I have a one hour signing or uh, at the boots, and I, I think that's uh, that's very nice. But you know, as we know in Comic Con, people have no idea where to find you. So yeah. every time they come up to me, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, yeah, okay. Um, but here I am. And nobody brings comics to it anymore. I don't know if you notice that. Like, I notice it. I don't sign comics. I sign giveaway posters and weird stuff. You know, people's arms. You know, <laughs> they don't carry comics to Comic Con anymore. I don't either, just because I usually buy stuff, so... Yeah. You know, I don't want to, like, lug shit around. No, neither do I. I. I think I think they should have con monkeys. They should train, like, thousands of little monkeys that you own, and they stay with you. Yes. Yeah. Otacon does, um, has USPS come out, and they will mail anything you buy to you from the convention. Oh, oh that's awesome. That is That is great. I mean, it's not as good as my con monkey, though. Because I forgot to tell you, the con monkey, when you're done at the con, you take your shoes off and it gives you a massage. Oh, that's nice. Massage. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> so, I want one of these monkeys. So if you can get a con, I think if someone can train these con, these monkeys and they become con monkeys, they carry a bag, they massage your feet, they'll even throw feces at creators you don't like. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I think that's my secret business. Or, or, or con buddy would be a good thing. There's a booth and you can get have a con buddy. <laughs> like all day and you pay like a hundred dollars and this person will carry your bag and agree with every stupid thing you say so so jimmy i i know you probably don't know what i look like so when i when i see you at con yes. i'm going to open up my shirts and ask you to sign my chest 
Is it hairy? Um, it kind of looks more like pubes than hair, really. But yeah. right, just just shave it, <laughs> just shave an area the length of my name. Just All right, pre-shave an area. Okay, <laughs> right hey, there. Hey, Jimmy. Yes. Do you think you'll be coming back to Dallas next year? I hope so. If we get invited, we we had a fantastic time in Dallas. Um, other than our flights getting all messed up, but we yeah. had a, we had a great time at the con. And I got to tell you, I, I'm I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Great fans, just wonderful, friendly, warm people. So uh, that's that's on our must do list. And Mark threw a great show. We even we had if a, they, even if they do root for the Cowboys and the Dallas Stars, they're still great people. You know, I, it's. I don't, I don't. I'm not a sports guy, so yeah. All, all the teams are fantastic. <laughs> they're all. They're all great. They're all. They're all overpaid guys that throw balls. Uh, um, so uh, you know. <laughs> Imagine we were as popular. Comics were as popular as sports. We'd all be billionaires. That'd be amazing. Or even NASCAR, which, which is by the way, we're all going to drive to the left now, <clears throat> for the next four hours. I don't get NASCAR. Sometimes she explains it because all I know is it's I'm going to drive to the left for the next four hours. Yeah, I don't get it either. But people yeah. are into it. People love it. Yeah. yeah. I can't make fun of it. I'm, I'm going to make NASCAR Man or something. I don't know. You should, yeah, I was just going to say, you should make a comic. NASCAR comic. Yeah, and then I'm just, you know what? I, I, I'm at the point where I make comics for me. You know? That's, that's uh, a good point to be at, man. Yeah, because uh, to do the stuff you don't want to do, it, that, I think that eats your soul. Yeah. Slowly. You know? When you, when you work at things you don't want to do, I think it's a soul eater. Thank God I have my soul monkey here that replaces the eaten parts of my soul. <laughs> What's up, soul monkey? <laughs> I think that's my new book, Soul Monkey. I like it, man. Yeah. Uh, we got to get that digitally. <laughs> I, but I, I really do think the convention monkey is a must. I think all these Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, I something. have one. I have one. And he's, he's in the a... other room over here, my husband. Is he, he is my convention monkey. monkey. How awesome is that? Huh? He, even, he even talks. Does oh, he yeah. give you a massage? No, he didn't. Why not? I, I didn't ask. <laughs> did, but does he give you a massage once in a while? Not unless I really, really beg for one. So you have to beg. How how much begging is it? Like an hour's worth of begging? Yeah, like I have to remind him like every ten minutes. Really? Hey, will you do this for me later? <laughs> well, that's the trick. Okay, I'm going to explain men to you. Later means never. When you say to a guy, I know. Can you do that later? In his head, he's like, I don't have to do that. Okay. No, I, agree. I know. I've experienced I, I agree. it. I was like, hey, will you take out the trash sometime this afternoon? Okay. It's tomorrow yeah. morning and it's not out. Right. <laughs> so, there's yeah. no such thing as later for men. Okay. I know. <laughs> All right. So when they say, we'll have, unless, of course, you say, let's have a beer later. Then oh, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll remember that. Yeah. yeah. Then he'll come to you and say, is it later now? Is it time for the beer? <laughs> Okay, so what you have to do with the massage is you have to say to him, I need a massage now. Now. Otherwise, I'm going to be miserable for the rest of the day, and you're going to have to deal with miserable me. Let me tell you, you'll get that baby oil will come out, that hand slapping will happen, and he'll be right on you. You, yeah, can't, if, if, you can't do it later. you got to say now. I need it now. Sweetheart, I'm in pain. I need my sh shoulders rubbed. I know you're busy. But please, if you can just do this for me, oh, you'll make that's it. You'll get it, okay? Because guys are suckers for that. So I hope you learned something. I today. will remember that. Okay. Yeah. Jimmy man. Yeah. Dude, you're the man. That's hey, all I, I, gave, I gave up some man info. 
You did. Today. <laughs> I, I did. You know, honestly, men are not really that hard to figure out. Hell I know no. you guys think you're all mysterious, but you're not. <laughs> no, no. You guys think we're mysterious. We know we're not. Yes. Okay. The, the women think we're, because we're, when we're quiet, they, you'd think we're thinkers. We're not. We're just thinking, no. boy, pizza, pizza would be awesome right now. Yeah, no, I know better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and, and then when we talk a lot, it's never about what we're talking about. So, just so you know. Okay. It's really, it's really confusing and simple. Women are very complicated. And Lo- very- that, that, that is a discussion that is a whole separate podcast. Right. No, it is. But I don't oh, that because see, oh, I'm, not, I'm not complicated. I'm, I'm very simple, I promise. You think so? Yes. You like shoes? I, do I like shoes? No. No. Okay, then I don't know you. You're not a regular, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a normal woman. She's I'm doing, not, she's doing a podcast interviewing a comic creator. Of course she's not a normal woman. I, I think you're fantastic and your husband's lucky that you don't like shoes. Do you like jewelry? No. Oh, you're fantastic. See, you're marrying material. Yeah. No, I tell him, you know, I was like, don't buy me a diamond. Go buy me some manga or some anime. That's what I want. Yeah, you see. I don't want a freaking necklace. You you just gave, like, thousands of comic nerds, guys, dudes, all of them, all three categories. Oh. You gave them all uh, a reason to live. (laughs) (laughs) That there's there's other women out there like you. We exist. We exist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just Uh, stop looking at the tits and look up a little bit. Right, you gotta move your, eyes. move your eyes up, boys. You know? Look into the mind, right, well, um, dude? The body will follow. We gotta have you on again, man. All right, yeah, anytime, dude. This is fun. It's nothing like uh, now. I can eat breakfast. Now I can. Now I can go eat some breakfast. I can go get some lunch. And I gotta go to work. <laughs> I need some. I need some greasy, like meaty food to battle the beer buzz I still have. Oh, yeah. right. And I really hope. I really hope you come back to Dallas next year because I'd love to see you again. Oh, well, we'll definitely, we, if we get invited, we're there. Because, like I said, we, we, uh, we really enjoyed ourselves. And the guests he had were great. Like, I got to run around and get some stuff signed. So it was a pretty cool con. Well, right on, man. All right. Um, we love you. Uh, love <laughs> I you guys, too. I love you guys, too. It's group hug. Group hug. Group hug. Those are my car keys, by the way. <laughs> oh, 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 sure, sure. That's what that was. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, uh, right. so that's a wrap for this week on the Comics Dispatch. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook, the Comics Dispatch. Also, like ComicAttack.net on Facebook. Find our page. Find us at Twitter at ComicAttack, and you can email us Andy at ComicAttack.net. And Daniel at ComicAttack.net. Also, check out the Blue Spear contest with Com.x. Just type in Blue Spear, all one word, in the search bar on the site, and uh, you can win free stuff. That's pretty damn cool. So give that a look. All right. Our special guest next week isn't confirmed yet, but um, you just have to tune in. Peace out, kitties. <laughs>